turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. We are live. We're live. We're local. We are at Marco Polo Restaurant, the storied institution on Court Street, Main and Court. They are, they've been here forever. Giuseppe Sharico is uh, the proprietor. He's been here for a very long time. It really is a Brooklyn, New York institution, the likes of uh, uh, Michaels of Brooklyn and Ellen B. Spumoni Gardens and uh, Bamantes in Williamsburg. It is a very, very special place. It's a great, great place. Indoors, outdoors. They have a private room upstairs. That's where we are right now because uh, this evening I'm having a little uh, reunion with a bunch of people who I worked with in the Brooklyn District Attorney's Office. I'm very excited. We're all getting together. We started together 30 years ago, 31 years ago, 28 years ago, depending on who's who. Um, And it's great getting together with a bunch of attorneys. Uh, who you've worked with and who you respect and who you've learned from. Uh, that's probably, I think I'm going to get to uh, say a few words tonight as I see Mario Romano walking in the door right here, uh, who's not only did he teach me a lot about the law, he's taught me a lot about life as he's one of my closest and dearest friends who I met in the DA's office. He's also the uh, the godfather champion of our, uh, our godfather quizzes. But um, we're going to... Uh, Talk about relationships and and the how time flies. You know, when I stood up in the in the courtroom yesterday to give my closing argument, the first words I said to my mouth to the jurors, I said, "Yeah, you know, somehow or another, I became the oldest person in the room, uh, which I was in the well, maybe not in the whole room, but of the of, of all the active participants." Um, but I did have to. I did something so special this morning, uh, and and I am going to brag, and and I hope you you guys just bear with me because you heard Luca yesterday, my son, my oldest son, uh, on the show yesterday, and this morning I went and watched him get sworn in. He was one of four students in the uh, in his whole school to get sworn into the National Honor Society, and it's based on scholarship, leadership, service, and character. And if you think of those four qualities, and I tie that into the people who I'm going to be with tonight, these people who I love and respect and who I learned so much for from as soon as I got out of law school, you know, scholarship. So that's, you know, knowing in my field, knowing the law, understanding the law, understanding what the law is and understanding the procedures of the law. Because, you know, you can't just introduce things into evidence. 
evidence. You can't just file motions whenever you want. So that's the scholarship aspect of it. The leadership part is, you know, whether you're in a DA's office or a city agency or you're running your own law firm, uh, you know, you have to be a leader amongst the troops. And then when you're with a client, whether it's a company or it's an individual, you have to be the leader of whatever uh, dilemma that they're in, because typically it's a dilemma. There are times we represent people who are buying their first home, and that's a beautiful thing, or selling their home, and they're moving on to a different phase of their life, and that's a beautiful thing, or they're buying a business or selling a business. But even under those circumstances, uh, you, you they are looking for your leadership. The other quality is service. And, uh, you know, the biggest service, I would say, off the top of my head, I mean, I try to do some a little service every single day, whether it was helping a woman recently on the subway, swiping a woman's uh, fare card on the subway. I, I was on the uh, airplane. I was in the airport about to get on the airplane, and this woman bought, I think it was $23 worth of stuff in the Hudson News uh, stand, and they're literally calling that her flight is closing and her credit card wouldn't run. And she was totally freaking out. I mean, flipping out, having a panic attack. I said, ma'am, just go. I looked at the cashier. I said, I'll pay for it. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah, I'll pay for it. Just go ahead. I, uh, you know, I can handle $20. I believe in that, you know, paying it forward. And then, so talking about paying it forward, the cashier then, I think she charged me full price for that woman. But then when I had my own stuff up there, she reduced uh, the, the price and gave me a little bit of a discount. <laughs> Um, so that's service. But the biggest service I did as a lawyer was when I represented Bridget Harris, who was a woman who was being molested by her father and she retaliated uh, and it, it, it resulted in his death. And I, uh, Mike Sabella and I, another Manhattan, Brooklyn DA, Blue Zone guy, uh, we tried that case. Uh, we worked on that case for two years and we did it all pro bono. Not only didn't we get paid, we laid out a lot of money of our own pocket and we got an outstanding result. So we did the scholarship stuff. We did the leadership stuff. We did the service stuff and character. And what does character mean? It, it, it's what uh, Judge um, Bill Mastro, I happened to be there when he swore in his son to the bar to become a lawyer. And he was a uh, judge in the appellate division. And what he said is when you're a lawyer you're going to be you're going to see a lot of forks in the road and you're going to have opportunities to take the high road or take the low road and the low road may be a road that has more riches the low road may be the road that has a, has an easier path for you he said but trust me take the high road and you'll be pleasantly surprised with those you meet along the way so scholarship leadership service and character uh, those are qualities that we should all strive for and i am so proud that my son luca was inducted into the National Honor Society this morning at the Lowell High School in Flushing, Queens. Uh, it was a beautiful ceremony. And, you know, we should all learn from the kids, whether it's Arthur, who's five years old, who I learned things from, uh, or Luca, who's 15, and, and teaching me about these the, the four criteria. I will uh, confess to all of you faithful listeners uh, that I said to Luca this morning <laughs> driving into this event, and I was all excited. I said, look, you know, this makes me feel bad for Grammy and No-No, my parents, his grandparents. He said, why, Dad? I said, because the only time my parents went to school was when I was in trouble. <laughs> I said, it wasn't for any awards, although I did receive one award my senior year. Um, but let's get back to the business of the law to some degree. Um, in my little case that everyone, which is not little at all in my life, but uh, or, or my clients or his family or, or, or the two prosecutors or the judge, but um, the jury's out. 
They went out this morning. They've been out for four or five hours, maybe five hours. Uh, they've asked some very uh, questions that are very appropriate in reaching a decision in the case of this magnitude. I mean, the top charge is the most serious charge in the in the world, basically, which is murder. Um, so we'll see what happens. You know, the bottom line is, uh, whatever the verdict is, that next morning when I wake up and I look in the mirror, I will be able to say I did my best. And that's really all you can do. I remember I was no one was ever going to confuse me for an athlete. But I did play sports, uh, and I played, especially when I was younger, in sixth and seventh grade, I played high, I played football. In seventh grade, I actually played in two leagues. I played at Poly Prep, which was my high school, my, uh, middle school, and I played in St. Anselm's, which was my church league. And I remember I was playing like cornerback, a defensive back, and some other dude caught the ball, and I'm chasing him, and I'm running as fast as I can, and I cannot catch this guy. And he scored a touchdown. I came off the field, and there was my grandfather, Artie Idala. And he said to me, he goes, I said, Pop, I missed him, Poppy, I missed him. He's like, I want one, I got one question for you. He goes, did you run as fast as you can? I said, yeah. He goes, could you have run any faster? I said, no. He goes, that's all you could ever ask for yourself. You did everything you possibly could. And that's, you know, when, when I try cases, and, and believe me, Mr. Romano, who's here, you know, we tried a big federal case. It was an arson case. We worked our tail off. We didn't get the result that we wanted. The judge came over to us afterwards, a, a wonderful judge who has now left us. Uh, he, he succumbed to cancer, uh, Judge Pauly. And, and very uh, rarely does a federal judge come off the bench and speak to you after a trial. And he came over to Mr. Romano and I, who you know, we were kind of sulking a little bit. And he said, I just want to tell you guys, I was quite surprised by the verdict, which meant he kind of thought our guy uh, maybe should have been found not guilty. Um, but does that help? That Yes, it eases the pain. Because I will tell you, the way, and because we're here at Marco Polo tonight, and because we're celebrating a special time in the Brooklyn DA's office where we learned about hard work and effort, uh, it does ease the pain to know you worked as hard as you possibly can. You did everything you can. And then the rest is up to, to whatever you want to say it. You, you pick Jesus, Mother Nature, Allah, the rabbi, uh, Matt Sambolin, you know, wh- whoever it is that, that is in control of these things. Someone who is very concerned about wh- who's going to be in control of his destiny is Lieutenant, former Lieutenant Governor, uh, Brian Benjamin. He was in front of Joe, Judge Etkin today. Uh, with his lawyer, our friend Barry Burke, uh, and they set a trial date for, I believe, it's January of 2023. Uh, he's going to, his lawyer said he's going to make an attempt to get the whole indictment dismissed because he said he's never seen such a politically motivated indictment. Uh, so he's got some uh, work ahead of him. And Rich Strike, the great, great horse that came from behind to win the Kentucky Derby, will not will not be running in the Preakness and therefore will not be running uh, f- for the uh, the Triple Crown. I'm hoping that he does run in the Belmont. That was such an exciting race. We played the results for you the other night. We're here at Marco Polo. We're uh, going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. So when, uh, you know, I graduated law school, I was 24, I became a lawyer uh, the day after my, my 25th birthday, I was just 25, and uh, I started in the DA's office that February of 1993, February 1st, uh, and um, boy, was I full of energy and life, and you know, I would go three days without sleeping. We'd be up 
I remember I worked in the complaint room, which was a, and I had to, <laughs> had to do an overnight shift. You got the speaker on, Sam Bowen, so they could hear this? So I had to do an overnight shift with Mario, and who's here, Mario Romano. He's here with me and Marco Polo. And it was from 11 p.m. until 7 a.m. Is that correct, Mario? And so I said to him, Mario, let, let, let's go get a drink. And he goes, we're going to go get a drink at 7 o'clock in the morning. I go, bro, we're doing the overnight shift. Like, we're in this world now where for us, having a drink at, like, after work at 7 p.m., for us, it happens to be 7 a.m. So he agrees. He goes, where are we going to find a place? Now, we're all the way in downtown Brooklyn, and we, we have to go. The place is called Jeremy's Ale House, and it is right over the Brooklyn Bridge. I mean, right over the Brooklyn. Like you get off the Brooklyn Bridge, you get off the first exit. Like you make a U-turn and you're there. So I go, Mario, just come, come with me. We'll get. We'll be there in five minutes, ten minutes. Well, of course, it's seven thirty now in the morning. It's rush hour. We get on the the, the Brooklyn Bridge, and Mario, I, I love him for many things, and one of them is his temper because it's hilarious. He's actually beating his car, pounding. On the dashboard. Really, Adala? This is five minutes? Look at this trailer. And he's freaking out, freaking out, freaking out. Meanwhile, we actually did get to Jeremy's Ale House. It was kind of sad to see how many grown men were in there at 7 o'clock in the morning with their suits on. At 7 o'clock in the morning with their suits on. Going to get a drink or two or three or four before they went to work. We had finished work. But it was then when we were young and Mario was punching dashboards. That's when we were supposed to call Connors and Sullivan. That's when we were supposed to make sure we had a health care proxy. We, that's when we were supposed to make sure we had a living will. We had a regular will. We were supposed to have all of those documents, a power of attorney. Because, you know, you, you, you think nothing bad is ever going to happen. But look, that's not going to happen. My dear friend, Doug Lavienne, he was in his 60s, healthy as an ox. A guy was, I mean, the guy would drink gropper and water glasses and smoke uh, filterless cigarettes all the time. Didn't bother him. One day, boom, hit the boards. But you know what was beautiful for his family? He had everything laid out. His son, Vincent, his son, Douglas, they didn't have to stress out. Because Connors and Sullivan and, and that law firm made sure all of his paperwork was in order and it was a smooth transition for his family. So dial 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. You'll get a free in-person consultation. Do it today. You run a small business, but who's running your HR? Do you have an HR manager? When's the last time you had an HR audit? Do your employees take workplace safety training? My last question to you is this. What are you waiting for? One complaint against your company can turn your world upside down. I'm Alan Jones, and I created Bambi specifically for small business. All so you can put your HR on autopilot. With Bambi's HR autopilot, you'll automate the most important HR practices, like HR policies, workplace training, and employee feedback. And you'll get a dedicated HR manager not for 80 grand a year, but yes, for $99 a month. We're here to help you navigate the most complex parts of your HR, available by phone, email, and real-time chat. And here's what I'm the most proud of. Bambi customers are four times less likely to have a claim filed against them, which is why Bambi has received thousands of five-star reviews. You run your business. Let Bambi run your HR. Go to Bambi.com slash info today for your free HR audit. Spelled B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash info. Bambi.com slash info. 
Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call Folks, we are here at Marco Polo in Brooklyn, New York, right down the block from Mike Pesci and Christina, our dear, dear friends. Uh, it's a great spot. I would highly recommend anyone who's anywhere in the downtown Brooklyn area, if you're in lower Manhattan, walk over the Brooklyn Bridge, walk past the courthouse, walk past Borough Hall, just keep walking down Court Street, and uh, on one of these beautiful days, sit outside at Marco Polo and enjoy a wonderful Wonderful meal. Speaking of wonderful, wonderful, speaking of super duper handsome, a extraordinarily talented, and a guy who uh, he's a real team player, he's a loyal guy. Yo, Mark, you on the line? It's Idala. Idala, um, I, I, thank you for the introduction. You, you well, I, I, I only, li- I, yeah, I, I, man, I only lied a little bit about the handsome part, right? Well, listen, you know, if you're talking about handsome because of the bald head, hey, you share one, too, so we're both handsome. <laughs> so how about this, Mark? Before 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 we get into it, right, I, I was prepping for the show, and I'm looking through some stories, and I see there's a big article in the New York Post that says in the U.K., not here yet, but it's in the U.K., uh, it has become a part, a part of, like, a sexual harassment situation to call out men for being bald. They said it's a sexist thing because men are much more bald than women. And in the UK now, I think in the workplace, you cannot be ragging on a dude for being bald. Uh, so wow. we are about to be covered. We're going to be a special class of uh, handsome bald men. And you know what? You can't you can't give us a hard time anymore. So, wow. Mark, do me a favor. Wow. For, for the few people who may not know who you are, Mark, just tell them who you are. You're fresh off of singing the national anthem at uh, uh, City Field. You are one of my men from the the Friars Club, who makes that place such an awesome place to be. Tell them a little bit more about yourself, Mark. Well, first, before I start, I just want to say thank you, you know, Arthur, for allowing me to be on your show. Thank you to all the staff. Thank you to Joan. Thank you so much for you know for for giving me this uh, platform to promote my brand. So I just want to just show gratitude. You know, um, for those who don't know, I'm a singer-songwriter, but I'm also a, a brand integration specialist, and uh, I'm mogul in the making. You know, I have I've have created partnerships with Belvedere Vodka, I've created partnerships with Target Retail. They've used my music for the commercials and internal use. Um, I've done um, 
you know, a, cu- a couple of fundraisers with the Colon Cancer Foundation where we raise money for, you know, um, families that, you know, that experience. My, my brother passed away from colon cancer, so it just um, made me want to be a voice the voiceless well we're gonna be and we're gonna and obviously mark thank you you know for all you're doing and our heart goes out to your brother and you and i two weeks from tonight two weeks from tonight we're raising money for kids with cancer tell us where are we gonna be you and i two weeks from tonight stand up to cancer stand up to cancer you know on behalf of tracy morgan he's winning he's winning he's he's the recipient for the entertainment icon award at the at the historic Fries Club. I'm I'm so honored to be a member. I'm so honored to have been of help making this happen. It was I I can't say that um I, this was able to happen just based on my name. It's you, author Tracy Morgan, of course, and Anthony, Anthony Anthony, our general manager. He helped us, you know, build this great event. And um, all together. No, it's I'm gonna still, be- Mark, it's going to be an unbelievable night. I, I, I'm not allowed to give up the names of who's going to be on stage. And it's not a technical Friars Club roast, so everyone, every single person isn't going to be ragging on Tracy. But it's going to be Tracy, a lot of fun. I see my buddy. No, no, we're going to even talk. I, actually, my buddy Vinny Lavien, Mr. IGG, he's going to be prov- providing security. So in case anyone gets out of control, him and his <laughs> men will just, you know, take them all out. Because things, Friars Club gets a little rough sometime. And we are, you know, we are raising money for Stand Up to Cancer, which is a great, great, great uh, foundation. Will you be performing that night, Mark? Fly me to Uh-oh. the moon. Let me play amongst the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter or Mars. Of course, I have to say. All right, I love it. I love it. Now, Mark, let's be serious for one second. Um, You know, I I just got an um, an email from my little son's school today saying that they're not not requiring kids to put masks back on, but they are seriously recommending it because the COVID numbers are creeping up. Uh, you had right about a year ago, right now, you had a pretty big brush with a uh, pretty bad brush with COVID, correct? Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's, it's the actually the actually the one year anniversary, and um, big shout out to the to the Riverhead News Review and the Times Review. They put me on the cover, taking out of it. So COVID, I, I got COVID um, last year, this time last year, and it caused kidney failure. So I was dealing with no oxygen low oxygen levels and dealing with kidney failure COVID caused kidney failure and I, and I and i and i'm a healthy man you know although like i i go to me and my primary my i have a medical team you know we we were, they were strong but they were shocked to see what was happening to me because you know i'm not one for having like any kind of illnesses and it caused kidney failure but thank god you know the Baconic bay medical center who i have a partnership with northwell hospital Northwell Hospital, but the Pecani Bay Medical Center, I have a new partnership with them because I'm a, I'm a voice for them now because they saved my life. And, they, and uh, well, I'm so I, thankful listen, for we're, we're, And we're thankful, we're thankful too, uh, Mark. Listen, there's, I, I did the head count with Anthony. There's going to be 500 people in, in the Ziegfeld, and that's basically capacity. We could probably squeeze in another 50, but it, it starts getting tight. I was just in there two weekends ago for the uh, Inner Circle, and they had about 550, and it gets... Gets a little wow. claustrophobic, but I am looking forward to us hanging out. You are a, a great man. I know, 
you've suffered a lot of loss with the loss of your brother. I know you got the daylight scared out of you with the COVID. Um, so thank you for what you're doing with Northwell Hospital. Thank you for what you're doing for raising uh, money for, for, for cancer. And thanks for your help with the Friars Club. We're going to have such a great time. And, and you know what? We're a 501c3, so we've got to have a great time and doing good things with the money in a very proper, uh, uh, you know, accounting type of way. So, uh, Mark, I, I, please come down. I want you to come on the show live uh, when you come into the studio and you can maybe sing a couple of songs for us. How about that? You know what? We'll broadcast live from the Friars Club one night and you'll just break oh out some God. tunes. Huh? I, I, would, I would love that. I would love that. You know, and, and everybody, please save the date. May 26th at the Sigfield Ballroom, Tracy Morgan's being given an award. And a, a, a con, Real quick, a, a Mark, how do, you, how do you know Tracy? How do you know Tracy? Well, all right, so, so Arthur, so I'm glad you said that. So a lot of people don't know that Tracy Morgan sings. And uh, Eddie Murphy, and Eddie Murphy's a fan of his music too. And I'm one of the singers that sing along with him, and I'm in his music videos. So I'll be in the studio with him, and my friend B. Hawk is his producer. You know, um, and you know, we have a family of singers. So Tracy Morgan, and and this, I, I just want to mention this real quick. Tracy Morgan finds music as music therapy. Hence, my concert at the Suffolk Theater, July fourteenth, is called a night of Suffolk. It's, it's called a night of of uh, music therapy. And you know, me aligning with the hospital, we're we're, we're expanding that initiative as far as music being therapy. But yes. Tracy Morgan, my, my relationship with Tracy Morgan is that because he sings, my relationship, my, my relationship with him is based on music and music therapy. So and music, that, 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 that's therapy. music therapy, which is, which is great, bro. You're helping a lot of people. Thank you so much, Art, Mark MK. I'll be with you in 14 days. We're going to rock the house at the Ziegfeld Theater. I want to say this, Art. I want to say this to you. Thank you for all that you do. You are a trailblazer. Everybody loves you. You give people a voice. And I really do appreciate you. I thank you. You are simply amazing. And you're not just you're not just good luck. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, Mark MK. Thank you, my man. We'll be back right after this. We're gonna have Mario Romano on the microphone. Don't go anywhere. Everyone needs a place to call home. Tune in to Ion Real Estate for the latest news on real estate. It's a seller's market right now, so let Dottie and her team of experts help you navigate the tricky waters of real estate. Tune in every Saturday as Citizens Bank Senior Vice President Ace joins Dottie and offers listeners free advice on the mortgage process. Join in every Saturday morning at 10. Again, that's every Saturday morning at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. AM 970, The Answer, doesn't have to stop when you turn off your radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Download the app, just search AM 970, The Answer. Take us with you wherever you go. You run a small business, but who's running your HR? Do you have an HR manager? When's the last time you had an HR audit? Do your employees take workplace safety training? My last question to you is this. What are you waiting for? One complaint against your company can turn your world upside down. I'm Alan Jones, and I created Bambi specifically for small business. All so you can put your HR on autopilot. With Bambi's HR autopilot, you'll automate the most important HR practices, like HR policies, workplace training, and employee feedback. And you'll get a dedicated HR manager not for 80 grand a year, but yes, for $99 a month. 
We're here to help you navigate the most complex parts of your HR. Available by phone, email, and real-time chat. And here's what I'm the most proud of. Bambi customers are four times less likely to have a claim filed against them, which is why Bambi has received thousands of five-star reviews. You run your business. Let Bambi run your HR. Go to Bambi.com slash time today for your free HR audit. Spell Bambi.com slash time. Bambi.com slash time. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. All right, we are here at Marco Polo Restaurant on Court Street in Union in Brooklyn, New York. It is beautiful here. It's beautiful out. Spring has sprung. Uh, a whole bunch of special people just walked in, especially Wanda de Oliveira. She is one of the most exquisite trial attorneys in the city of New York. Uh, she was a big-time prosecutor in Brooklyn. Now she basically runs the whole Staten Island DA's office, trial bureaus. I mean, when, when there's a go-to case, they always go to Wanda. I learned so much from her. She taught me that well, she told me what common sense is. She's standing in front of a jury, summing up, asking the jurors to use their common sense in deciding the facts of the case. And she said, you know what, folks, people want to know what is common sense? And she stamps her big, beautiful feet and says, it's that thing in your belly that says, hey, something ain't right here. And I have used that line over and over and over again. Joe Petrosino walked in. Joe Petrosino's great uncle, I believe it was, was Lieutenant Petrosino, who is the only uh, uh, New York City police officer to die in the line of duty outside of the United States of America. He was in Sicily uh, going after organized crime and right in the heart of Palermo, right in the city of Palermo, he was gunned down. I have been to the location uh, where uh, he was shot and there's a big plaque for him there. I have, On my urging and pushing, Mr. Petrosino, my boss from the DA's office has been there as well. But on the microphone, I have the person who became my closest and dearest friend from the Brooklyn DA's office, from the Blue Zone, a guy who I met because they they said, oh, this guy knows everything about the Godfather. I'd never even seen the Godfather at that point. A guy who I've tried the most trials with of probably anyone in my life, uh, Mr. Mario D. Romano. Hello, Mario. How are you? Good evening, Arthur. How Welcome you to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. I know you're. A, I know you're an orphan. Li- you, you listen often. So, Mario, you've tried so many cases as a prosecutor and as a defense attorney. From a just technical, logistical point of view, what would you say when you walk in? You know, there's all these shows, Mario, about the number one podcasts are about crime. The number one TV shows are about crime. We live this in the in the in the in the courthouse, in the courtroom. For you, and this is just you personally, not for every, anyone. What is the most difficult thing to do when you're trying a case? Well. Um you know I'm a movie buff, and uh, I'm watching a movie called Primal Fear, and um, the reporter is asking Richard Gere about uh, gambling, and, his, and as you know, I'm a gambler, 
And his line to the reporter is, I don't need to go to Las Vegas. He goes, I gamble with people's lives. And that, to me, is the hardest part. You know, when you're a prosecutor, they say oh, it's harder to build a house than to knock it down. But something about having someone's freedom on the line. When you're waiting for that verdict, I know you're asking me about everything leading up to it, but when you're waiting for that verdict, that day you used to get your report card, multiply that by 50, and that's what it's like waiting for a verdict with someone's life on the line. Yeah, I, and so you realize I'm doing that right now, right? I like, do. as we speak. So the jury went out this morning. They've come back with three notes. They wanted to see some uh, some paperwork. They wanted to see some video. And, yeah, and I totally understand what you're, where you're coming from because – Somehow or another, I'm powering through this show tonight and, and being surrounded by Steve Disler, who just walked in, and Mike Scheinberg, who just walked in, makes it a lot easier. But, yes, that is a very, very difficult part. But what about the – that's just the waiting is the hardest part. You know, you're a movie guy. I'm a music guy. That's, that's uh, what's his name song? Tom Petty, the waiting is the hardest part. But what about from the technical aspect of it? Jury selection, direct examination, cross-examination, opening statement, summation, objecting, motion practice, charge conference. What, what do you – feel is the one where your skill set is the most challenged? Honestly, it's jury selection. There are times when I feel like I have totally bonded during a round of voir dire. And uh, I'll give you a quick example. All right. I'm, uh, I'm doing uh, jury selection and the prosecutor, uh, the defense, I was a prosecutor at the time. The defense attorney gets up and she's talking about, um, you know, not being able to recognize someone. And she brings up like the waitress. Do you ever wait, you know, give your uh, order and then you want to change it three minutes later, and, like, you don't recognize which one is your waitress. And that was a really good, you know, we do this whole thing, description versus recognition. So the second round, a lot of those jurors were sitting in the first row. And I said, did you – I'm talking to the second right. round. I go, did you, hear, that did you hear what she asked? Yeah, I go, let me ask you a question. If your waiter came up to you and grabbed you by the lapels and said, I want to tell you about the specials. You're going to listen to the specials right now. I go – you think five minutes later you'd remember that waiter. So, but that was a great bonding moment with the jury where i got to tell you, a lot of times I'm worried. So you're, you're spending that whole trial just trying to connect with them. Yeah, well, I, um, I, I enjoy voir dire. You know what? It's called jury selection because it's, um, I, I enjoy bonding with people. Disler, what is your – I'm stealing that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Technically speaking, though, Steve, this, you've tried so many cases. From a technical point of view, what would you say is the most challenging? What is the most challenging? Is it giving an opening statement? Is it a cross-examination? Is it a direct examination? There's only two parts of the trial I really like. Jury selection and summation. Jury There's selection and summation are the two parts that Steve Tisla likes. He's tried hundreds of cases on the criminal side and the civil side because he's right about that. He said, there's nobody in my way. And it is true, especially in summation, judges usually let you go, usually let you give the narrative. Um, the first big, big case I ever did uh, out of the uh, – when I left the DA's office was representing um, billionaire uh, Abe Hirschfeld – in a murder for hire trial, and I did that with um, with Mario, and uh, it was interesting to say the least. But when you talk about jury selection, Mario, and how difficult it is, in that case, through the whole trial, there was that one jury. He was a young uh, Caucasian male, and he's looking at me, and he's smiling, and uh, during my opening, during my closing, and I'm like, oh, we got this guy, we got this guy. The, after a week, remember the judge hung the jury. Right. The prosecutor cried. Literally, <laughs> she shed a tear. We go in the hallway. We're chit-chatting with the jury. 
And the one guy comes over to me, shakes my hand. He goes, oh, Mr. Idala, you and Mr. Romano were amazing. You guys were great. And I was like, thank you, thank you. I knew you were with us the whole time. He goes, with you? He goes, it was 9-3 to three to acquit. I was the one leading the charge to convict the guy. He goes, your guy is so guilty. He said it on tape that he wanted to uh, execute his partner. And you had their head spinning thinking, ah, I didn't really mean it. So I concur. The jury, like the, the talking to them is fun. But picking the right one is very difficult. Gary Farrell, do you have a trick when it comes to jury selection on which jury to pick? Or do you just do it all by your gut? Um, I'd say mostly gut. Mostly gut. Gary Farrell says mostly gut. Uh, quick question. We're doing a survey. Of all the technical parts of the trial, jury selection, opening, direct, cross, summation, motion practice, charge conference, what for you is the most difficult? Uh, jury selection. It's the most challenging. Jury selection. is so, I mean, come on. How do you pick from a 15 minutes to talk to Right. But what about people? the actual act of you talking to them? You don't right. struggle with that, right? No, that's true. Yeah. Then I would go law stuff. For me, I would say the cross-examination. Right. I, I, that's, that's the biggest challenge of what questions to ask, not asking that extra question. Right. So I tried a case, Gary Farrell, who's here with us, Mario Romano, and Mike Sabella. And somehow or another, I lucked into this witness giving us like a hunk of gold, that, like a piece of evidence we wanted we didn't expect to come out. And then Mike Sabella comes up after me, and that's what you need to know. When you get the hunk of gold, you just got to leave it there. You don't gild the lily. And I, I remember, you know what I'm talking about, right? Sure. Mike keeps asking yeah. questions, and I'm like, Gary! Yeah. Gary, sit it down. Yeah. He's like, Mike, Mike, Mike enough. enough. Leave it alone. Enough. So, you know, it's not what you see on TV all the time. I mean, Law & Order is a great show, but the cases that Mario and, and Gary Farrell, they don't, they don't happen, and then the verdict in, like, 48 minutes. It's just not the way it is. But the stress, you know, Gary, I have a, ju tr a jury yeah. out right now. Yeah, how, stress, how do you right? handle that when the jury's out? I, I can't think. I'm not like you. I can't multitask. I can't call clients in other cases. I'm like Jack Arino, your partner. Yeah, we're, we're pacing the hall. Yeah, we're a little. I'm reading the post, if that. If, if you're reading the post. You know. I thought you were a Daily News guy. No, yeah, your post switched. guy? My you switched. Page, switched. All right, all right. Yeah. Joanne Grippo just walked in. Uh, a very prestigious judge just walked in. It's a big night here at Marco Polo in Brooklyn, New York. Um, we're going to throw on a couple more celebrity guests here after the. Uh, after we take a quick break, um, Mario, you're a, you're a horse guy. You're a horse guy. How do you feel about Rich Strike not working? Just at the Derby. I know. Okay. Would okay. well, you want to get close to the microphone? I usually don't need to, but in this case, I'm. Right. Well, exception. we're on live radio here. Yeah, Go ahead. I figured. 165,000 people. I'm in the championship VIP suite, courtesy of my wife's rich friend for her 50th birthday. Her hedge fund guy took her down, hedge fund husband, took eight people, private plane. You're kind of seen, I doubt. I have private plane. Me and Mario. So there yeah. we are. The Derby. 165,000 people are silent at the end of the Derby because no one knows who. It, I think it's the two, and my friend has it. I'm like, wait a second. There's a one there. It's the 21. No one looked at it. It was amazing. It's also eligible 80 to 1. Crazy. So when you're at the Kentucky Derby, do you don't hear the guy doing the announcing? Not really. It's oh. too, The din it is too loud. It's crazy. It's amazing. Watching on TV, I was yeah. all alone. It was. I jumped up. It was amazing. Exciting. The amazing. best two minutes of sports is cliched, but true. It's, 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 it is totally true. Yeah. It's totally true, and... The, the fact that the announcer – have you rewatched it? I have on YouTube. And the fact that the announcer didn't even talk about Rich Strike until like 
three seconds right. left. He missed them. He, he was concentrating the, on the main the, two horses right. and another horse that really wasn't on a factor. TV, he almost missed the call. Who was the favorite? Eclipse or something like that? Uh, Epicenter. Epicenter. On the TV, they showed a guy make a million-dollar bet on Epicenter. Yeah, Mattress Mac. 1.5 million. He does so that like, every year. I'm like, this guy's going to make it. And then they're like, oh, Red Strike, Red Strike. It was amazing. It was amazing. All right. Yeah. We're wow. going to take a quick break. we got a full house here at uh, at Marco Polo. It's all trial attorneys, so don't commit any crimes around here or fall or break your knee or any of that stuff. We're having a great, great, great time. We'll be right back. Forever. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-27. Hey, hey, hey! My dad is bringing home the best birthday cake ever! It was my fifth birthday, and my dad was bringing home the cake. Should have been here a half hour ago. The cake never made it, and neither did my dad. That was the day a drunk driver killed my dad. Daddy? Impaired drivers take lives. Think. Sponsored by the New York State Governor's Traffic Safety Committee aired in cooperation with the New York State Broadcasters Association. You ever make a change and then think, why didn't I do this years ago? Well, that's how people feel about switching to MediShare for their health care, especially now with inflation the way it is. People are very happy with the savings. Most families save about $500 a month when they switch. It's a huge help when prices are going up so fast in so many other areas. And MediShare's customer satisfaction rate is double that of health insurance. It's just a different experience, and people really like that. MediShare is an alternative to health insurance. It's a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it's been going strong for over 25 years. It really is the gold standard, the most trusted name in health care sharing. Find out why people love it. Find out why they rave about the customer service, and find out how good it feels to save some money right now. They're super easy to talk to. Here's the number. 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. In 2008, I wrote The Dumbest Generation. This is Mark Bauerlein. The millennials I wrote about have grown up. Now, with little faith, patriotism, knowledge, art and literature, civics, without purpose and looking to fill the void. They found the answer in utopian dreams of perfect justice and universal happiness that will only disappoint them. My new book, The Dumbest Generation Grows Up, From Stupefied Youth to Dangerous Adults, lays out the wreckage and shows how to rescue the next generation. Get Mark Bauerlein's timely new book, The Dumbest Generation Grows Up, wherever books are sold. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer.
we got a higher love here. Steve Winwood. Happy birthday, Steve Winwood, 74 years old. We are at Marco Polo Restaurant, and Steve Schwartz just walked in. He is the original bureau chief of the Blue Zone in the Brooklyn District Attorney's Office. Steve, what year did you become the chief of the Blue Zone? 1990? 91? 91, 92. Um, we're here at Marco Polo. It's a D- Brooklyn DA's office reunion of a very particular bureau of the Brooklyn District Attorney's Office. We're broadcasting live from Marco Polo Restaurant. Uh, Steve Schwartz was the original bureau chief. He then passed the baton off to Joe Petrosino, who's here, who used to yell at Ray Ratto because when they were, the bathroom was too far away, Ray decided he was going to urinate in the slop sink, which was in the middle of the bureau, and, and Ray got in trouble for that. <laughs> A couple of times, but um, it's so wonderful to see all of these uh, uh, to see all of these faces. You know, I sent out. Here's how this little reunion happens. It just shows you how things happen organically. Sometimes, uh, one of my interns who's here today, her name is Jennifer Bensavenga. I think her last name is Manelli. Jennifer, what's your your last name? Manelli, right? Yes. So Jennifer was nine. Jennifer, how old were you? Jennifer, how old were you? Nineteen? No, how old were you then? She was 19 years old, and she was an intern at the office. And I was in a bureau where when uh, there was a homicide, as a prosecutor, you would go to the scene. So I brought – I was the senior DA. There was a junior DA, and then Jennifer was the intern. And we went to – and I didn't know her very well, but I was like, come on. This is going to be exciting. So we went to Coney Island, and sadly there was a a Hispanic man who was shot and killed. And the crime scene unit came – and not because of me, who was the quote-unquote senior, uh, I was at the ripe old age of whatever, 27, but because of Jennifer, who was 19, he goes, I'll show you how a crime scene works. And he starts taking out his little pointer, and he's showing her, well, this is an entrance wound. This is where a bullet enters the body. And he's doing it on the actual deceased. Uh, and they're taking all kinds of photos, and this is an exit wound, and this is where a bullet ent- exits the body. And there was all these witnesses. We go back to the precinct. And I have to uh, record these witnesses, uh, usually on audio tape. And if you catch a defendant, you record the defendant on videotape. So it is a ton of paperwork, like three, four, five hours worth of paperwork. And you do this from like two in the morning to like six in the morning. I look over at one point at the assigned assistant district attorney, the person who's a lawyer who's supposed to be doing this. She's fast asleep on the desk, like out, like snoring. And so I look at this 19-year-old Jennifer, and I'm like, excuse me, I, you know, I, do you think you could help me with this paperwork? And this young lady stepped up, and she helped me put this whole case together until the sun came up, and supervisors came in. Uncle Angelo Morelli was the one who had to uh, look over all the paperwork. Everything was approved. We all stayed friends. I'm talking about, that was 19... 95, 96, 95, 96. So that's a long time ago. This November, Jennifer sends me a picture of the attendance sheet, basically, of the zone, the bureau that we worked in, the blue zone it was called, uh, with all of our names on it. And so I grabbed my phone because she had a flood in her basement and she had to go through old pictures. And this was a picture that was there. And I took out my phone and I text messaged that picture to like the 12 people whose phone numbers I had in my in my phone. And it, it blew up. And Wanda, who I just spoke of, who was this unbelievable trial attorney to this day, she's like, Idala, you got to put together a reunion. And originally we were supposed to do this in February because of the COVID. Joe Petrosino didn't feel comfortable coming. Joanne Grippo didn't feel comfortable coming because if you remember, things were still pretty bad in uh, February. And... Um, People didn't want to go out. But now, here we are, May 12th. Uh, we have people flying in, driving in. It's 
as you can hear, there's a lot of excitement in my voice. But deep, deep down, I'm terrified right now because, as Gary Farrell said, when you have a jury that's deliberating on a murder case that you've been working on for four years and you become very close with the family and very close with the the client himself, and, it, you know, if, if this doesn't go the right way, he's going to spend a long time in prison. It's, uh, it's, it's nerve-wracking, to say the least. But... Uh, luckily, I have Joan here who's helping out, and I have Sam Bolin here who's been un- unbelievable because I just wanted to come here and broadcast on my own with my little Comrex machine, and he said, absolutely not, uh, and he's here doing things the right way. Thank you very much, Matt. Welcome. Uh, you would have been in a coat closet. I would have been in a coat closet without you. I, uh, I would have been. I'm always in the proverbial coat closet <laughs> without the two of you guys, so thank you. Um, there's about 30 people here having some, some ba- libations, and... Um, we're just we're just really enjoying it. So we got Vinny IGG in here, who's just always a a, a friend and a, a a supporter. No matter what we do, I got a whole bunch of Idala Power Hour pint glasses. <laughs> Excuse me, that I'm going to give to my friends over here. Um, I will talk a little bit about of the law. You know those two lawyers who threw the Molotov cocktail at the um, uh, at the police precinct. Well, they. Um, they pled guilty to what they did, uh, but the prosecutor in sentencing was going to ask for a terrorism enhancement, which would have meant they were looking at around a decade in prison. Now, these are two people who went to law school, paid for law school. The young man, I think, has adopted children to take care of them. Uh, they, they're seeming to be good people, nice people who did a really dumb, horrible, stupid, stupid thing. And um, so they were going to face a ton of time in jail. The Department of Probation, after you plead guilty in federal court, they write up a report and they give it to the judge. And their report, and they're, they're not, they don't go easy on people. Their report said, we think uh, a, an enhancement for terrorism in this case where they would get uh, a, a, like 10 years is just too much. Uh, so it looks like. They're looking around two years. Uh, it's still prison. They're going to be disbarred. Everything they worked for in college and law school is out. But you know what? I'm pretty empathetic and sympathetic. You're trying to throw Molotov cocktails at a police precinct in the middle of the George Floyd riots. Uh, the, the price you have to pay for that is huge. Hey, Noel. Noel Downey, come here one second. So Noel Downey's going to be the master of ceremonies tonight. Uh, and he's going to be uh, talking all this. Just jump on the mic. We got two minutes until uh, of airtime left. Noel Downey is uh, a person who's always will be de- near and dear in my heart. It sounds like a, a bad joke, but the very first day of law school at CUNY Law School, it's an Italian, a Jew, and an Irishman sitting next to each other. What shirt was I wearing? You were wearing a Jets jersey, and I always get it wrong. It wasn't. It was a Klecko. No, it Marty Lyons or Klecko. Very good, Marty Lyons. Marty Lyons. Right. I always, Jay-Z. I always say Klecko, but I know it's Marty Lyons. J E T S. And uh, Noel's been a diehard Jet fan from day one. Noel, I mean, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but the, the our glory days in the Blue Zone. You were the one who told me to go be a TPA in the Blue Zone. So it's a TPA, a trial preparation assistant. Give me a highlight. You got two minutes. I don't give up what you're going to tell everyone else, but just give me one highlight of how the Blue Zone crafted you into being the fantastic lawyer you are today. Well, you know, it was a different era. There's no internet. There's no smartphones. There's no t- no computer. The only computer was a case tracking system. Right. And uh, the form of, best form of communication was a pager, a beeper, <laughs> which you cringed every time it went off. We, and we all didn't even have a beeper. You no. would just get assigned to you when you were in investigations. Or... When, you, when you had to work a 24-hour shift. Right. So... 
no, no one really wanted the beeper. Correct. You had, to, you had to roll with it. But um, so minus all of the, you know, FaceTime on, on, on your phone and, um, and having to be a person, you had to step forward and interact with people. And that's what really trained me to be a, you know, a successful trial attorney. Yeah. And I think the work ethic, no. No we, doubt. We worked, we worked hard, bro. We did. We did. Seven days a week. Uh, into the evening. And when Laura Neubauer just walked in. She was in the blue zone, and she's still in the DA's office, and she still looks like she's 25 years old. Uh, she'd never worked that hard, though. No, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. But the no, thing, Noel, honestly, we were all there was a lot of camaraderie, and that's why there's 30 people in this room right now. Which is amazing. From a little, that's tiny little zone. Because when you were on trial, it was like, I, was, I remember watching, you know, what was that guy? Tino Cool. Yeah. The, that one tree, you know what I'm talking about, right? That defense attorney. Oh, yeah. I we, mean, I would someone sit and watch you. You would come and sit and watch me. I remember you helped me with so many summations, with, like, little scenarios, little... It was it was a team effort. It yeah. was from uh, you know from start to finish, and it shows because look we're all here tonight. I, I was just yeah. going to say, and and if I say if you give me the opportunity to say a few words tonight, validated all the hype kind of that we've made about the blue zone over thirty years. That's true. Because but, in, in between you know during the course of those thirty years, we'd have an uh, annual steak night. Yeah, where, but that was know, it. That wasn't blue zone specific. We no, we opened it up. It, 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 it became Friends of Idala. Yeah, yeah, uh, FOAs. Uh, but uh, it was really a, a nice return to the past. Tonight is putting us right back in that era. Yeah, and, no and last night you heard me talk about uh, DJing and my friend who was a DJ and left all these boxes of records at a place. You know how much money those records are worth? You know what a record costs down there? $30. Yeah, I know. They, they, $30. They smell, they smell like smoke. <laughs> well, that's Noel Downey, ladies and gentlemen. The great, great Noel Downey. Uh, one, so of the, one of the persons I have the most respect for. I hope you enjoy this little personal moment. Tomorrow, we'll see what the jury does. I'll report back one way or the other. They could go overnight. It could be a hung jury. Who knows? Thanks for listening to the Author Idola Power Hour at Marco Polo. Have a great, great night. The preceding program sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi.